And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed. I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is A.J. Wilcox. A.J. is a certified LinkedIn ads partner. He's the host of the LinkedIn Ad Show podcast and the founder and CEO of B2 Linked. A.J. Wilcox, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Thanks so much. Excited to be here, Frank. I'm excited you're here as well, A.J. I watched a bunch of your YouTube videos over the years, and uh, you're just somebody who really knows what they're talking about. You're a true subject matter expert in this area of LinkedIn ads. And I think it's something very important for business owners to know more about. So I'm going to start by throwing you under the bus right out of the gate, uh, just <laughs> to mix metaphors there. And I'll read a quotation I found from you, uh, at least attributed to you. You can tell me whether this was you or not. But, uh, you know, here it is. Well, here it is. According to A.J. Wilcox, LinkedIn ads are unapologetically expensive. They have terrible click-through rates and very high cost per click. Most people lose money on it. AJ, this sounds great. Tell me more. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what were you? Uh, what, what was that all about? What? What are you? Uh, it's pretty clear what you're saying, but then why should we still consider these things? Yes. Yeah, so, really, the uh, where LinkedIn ads shines is with companies that have higher deal sizes or higher lifetime values, mm -hmm. and so. That quote came from when I was uh, talking to, um, I would say, uh, smaller companies, um, people who are good at, at Google and Facebook ads that do really, really well with with low lifetime value products. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. You know, so those companies are more uh, low margin, high volume, and you're talking more about high margin, low volume, or even high margin, high volume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, cost more for sure to get mm -hmm. in, but because we're able to target just exactly the right people, uh, it, it's perfect for those big deal sizes. I, I think of it like LinkedIn ads is a sniper rifle, whereas Facebook and, and Google might be a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fewer shots, but they're more important. Can you give me a couple of examples? Like I can think of from my own career and, and business, uh, coaching and consulting clients that I might be targeting. Um, so are we saying minimum five figures per transaction or is there any sort of rules of thumb you can share? I mean, this totally depends on how efficient someone's sales cycle is, but what we've found is if, when you close a deal, if they're going to be worth $15,000 or more to you in North America, obviously that, uh, mm -hmm. that limit goes way down significantly anywhere else in the world. But, um, but yeah, $15,000 or more than LinkedIn ads are going to be a, a total home run. If it's less than that, like you, you got to test and make sure, I mean, if significantly less than that, if you've got a product that sells for a hundred dollars a month or something, um, and, and you're paying LinkedIn eight to $12 per click for the traffic up front, um, it's probably not going to work out. Okay. So, uh, 50, I think that's great because it gives us something we can hold on to $15,000, uh, marginal revenue from the. Uh, new client that we're bringing in through LinkedIn ads. And uh, I'm just, as I say, I'm trying to give a frame of reference for the uh, viewer. 
So that could be, uh, doesn't have to be an individual consultant like me. It could be a big consulting company like one of the, you know, like Accenture or somebody like that. Does that sound right? Or can you give us some examples of different types of companies, maybe even that you've worked with that have had success? Yeah. um, I mean, we worked a lot with HR uh, because HR people are on LinkedIn all the time. So things like uh, we had a a client who was targeting people who are um, uh, like senior HR executives at large companies because they were selling them a SaaS software. And that worked extremely well because obviously, you know. Okay. And then, uh, you know, another, uh, I'm here in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I wonder about uh, business to government, B to G. You know, that could be a huge client. Have you had any, any customers that do that? Absolutely. Yeah. B2G works great. LinkedIn's ads give us a, a an industry that we can choose that's just government. We can uh, even target by the specific government agency you care about. So if it's the the FCC or the IRS, like you can target just employees of those organizations. Wow. Now, you and I had talked uh, previously a little bit about the difference between content marketing on LinkedIn versus paid advertising. But... Uh, I may be speaking sacrilege here to the expert, but it it occurs to me that maybe I could use this type of advertising even for my brand building. Uh, Let's say, for example, I were targeting buyers in the IRS, something, whoever I'm targeting, and I really just want to let them know about me and my company and the services we offer so that they've heard of me, maybe then when one of my bids comes in and reply to a request to proposal. Is that something in terms of branding that you think would make sense, even though even knowing how expensive this is? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, if you're getting your message in front of your ideal buyer, that's always valuable. The problem is if you're just dipping your toe in the water with LinkedIn ads and you want to do a test, if you're just doing brand building, you're not seeing deeper signals that what you're doing is working. So what we like to do is go right after that cold audience uh, with something of value. So, you know, come watch this free masterclass or download this free guide or checklist or ebook, something like that, where we're getting them to identify themselves. And the fact that they are filling out a form in order to get this tells us that what we're offering is of value and people were willing to actually put their information in it in exchange for it. So you that get the combination. Sense. Yeah, you get that combination of like are and they're engaging with your content. So it's, it's kind of a double whammy, but you can certainly do it the other way. Great. I had not thought of that, and that makes perfect sense. Now, you talked about targeting, and you just gave a great example of what agency somebody's at. What types, how, how you talked about a sniper rifle, what types of uh, variables can we target by in LinkedIn with our messages? Oh, this is so much fun. This is where LinkedIn shines. Uh, we get job title. We get the department someone works at uh, or works in. We get their uh, level of seniority, their skills, or even groups by name that they're members of. We get mm. company size, company industry, even company name like we talked about. And then and then retargeting. I mean, I, and I've probably only covered about a third or a fourth of all the options that are available. There's just a ton. Well, let me, uh, it occurs to me as you say that, can we be too specific or could we be ultra specific on purpose? In other words, 
you know, I want to make sure that uh, my boss from three jobs ago sees this ad every day. Uh, and I really don't <laughs> care who else does. Is that uh, getting too, you know, and that's crazy and not a good objective. And like you <laughs> said, I, how am I going to track whether it's working or not? But um, I just use that as an example of being ultra targeted. Can't, let's say we wanted to get in front of, you know, the vice president of engineering at, you know, Lockheed or something. Could we get that specific? So the, more, the most specific LinkedIn will let you get is down to an audience size of 300. So, Interesting. Yeah. For instance, we target uh, the Fortune 500, anyone in marketing who has a, a paid social ads kind of skill. And so you get really small. And the cool part about that is it doesn't take much budget to stay in front of these people. And you can just kind of keep a slow drip going and you know stay top of mind with them. So that's one way we do it. You can't get more specific than 300, uh, but there's also advantages to that with that slow drip. Uh, well, and is this uh, thinking of the branding again and staying top of mind or what would be the advantages of that slow drip strategy? I think, I mean, if you can be sure that anyone who sees this, because certainly anyone in the Fortune 500 is probably spending a lot on LinkedIn ads or they could be. And so that kind of, uh, that kind of exposure to someone who could be one of our next biggest clients is certainly valuable. And because we're not paying a lot for it because the audience is small, it's just little drip over time. What we do get is uh, um, not spending a whole lot and investment in the future in potentially you know, giant accounts. Great. Okay. Um, now, there are different types of campaigns that we can run on LinkedIn. Can you speak to them and which one or two or three are your favorites and which ones you think people might have the most success with? Yeah, sure. So the, the big two options that you get with each campaign, you get to choose which ad format you're using. And there's a whole bunch. There's some that come in the newsfeed. There's some that are just over in the right rail when you're on desktop. There's some that uh, come to you like an email or a message in your LinkedIn uh, messaging box. What I recommend for these is there are two that tend to work over and over. Uh, the first one is single image sponsored content. So this is in the newsfeed, uh, something that just has a, a, a line of text, a big image, and then another line of text, text ads. And we love these because they're only in the right rail on desktop. So like most people are using mobile for sure. So they don't get seen a whole ton, but they are LinkedIn's cheapest ad format. So where we might pay eight to $12 per click for the sponsored content, you know, something in the newsfeed. Uh, we can pay down to like $2 per click for those right rail ads. And those are our favorite to start with. And are all these campaigns pay per click? Are there any uh, cost per thousand impressions or is all LinkedIn cost per click? Yeah, most you can pay by either cost per click or cost per impression or mm. per thousand impressions. Uh, on the message ads, you can only pay per person that you send it to. And on video, you can also pay on a cost per view basis. But most of the time you get that option. Interesting, because I've been thinking about using video ads myself uh, to drive traffic to my uh, to Radio Free Enterprise, to the exact thing we're doing right now. So this is, I, I love being, do, uh, being able to do these interviews with experts like yourself, because I get to ask the questions that I want the answers to. So oh, that's yeah. a great benefit <laughs> for me. 
Now you mentioned $2 per click, $12 per click. These are, you know, pretty high numbers uh, when you look at them relative to something like Facebook. Um, this is a two-part question and maybe uh, you'll just address the first part and I'll ask you the second part again. But the first part is, what sort of range of cost per click uh, might I pay? And then the following on is, you talked about efficiency of my funnel after the click. And can you talk to what sort of variables or percentages I would be looking at there? So again, the first thing is, how, what's the range of cost per click that you've seen? Yeah, so the minimum, uh, it depends on each audience. But if you're building sponsored content, you can say, uh, hey, LinkedIn, I, I only want to pay $6 per click or $5 per click. And if you've suggested too low, they'll come back and say, well, actually, the minimum bid for this audience is you know, $5.75 or $6.12 or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So on a small budget, you really can bid the minimum. And most likely, as long as your ads are, are good and getting clicked on, you could spend your whole budget at just the minimum. And that's the most efficient way to be. If you're not performing very well or you've got a bigger budget, you'll probably are going to have to bid a little bit more aggressively to get LinkedIn to, to you know, show your ads <laughs> as much and get them clicked on. Um, the second part of that question with the, the sales team efficiency. So we know, just according to benchmarks, about half a percent of people will click on your ad. And then you know, if, if you have a good piece of content, a good offer, it's probably going to be 10 to 12% of those will uh, will convert, they'll sign up for your, your whatever, then it's really up to the sales team to reach out and nurture that person. So how do you do it? Uh, how many of those people go on to become demos? How many of those people go on to be uh, like, sale, like sales qualified leads? How many of those go on to close? So you know, that's very much up to the sales team to kind of pick up the ball and run with it. And so I would imagine then as far as the arithmetic goes, it comes back to what's the you know marginal revenue for every new client, and then you know how many people who do a demo turn into a client, and how many people who register do a demo, and you work back up the funnel kind of thing. And I guess I was looking for sort of thumbnail numbers, but are they like all over the place? As far yeah, as they're kind of all over the place. Yeah, what we find is you're generally going to spend, as long as you're about average in the sales process and, and in your costs per click, you're probably going to end up somewhere between about one to $4,000 uh, in ad spend per closed deal. So that's why we like that 15 Oh, that's a great figure. In, Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's why we love the 15K number because it's like, well, if you're, if you're going to make 15K over time, but you're only going to pay one to four uh, in order to acquire the client, that's plenty of room to pay a sales commission, plenty of room to pay an agency like ours to keep managing it and growing it. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because uh, particularly with smaller business owners, I've found that people don't even seem to be able to get their arms around the idea of cost per acquisition, that you have to pay to get new clients in the door. And But once you come to that realization, it really is just arithmetic. How much is the next client worth or how much could you pay? And uh, it depends, uh, as you say, on all the variables. Now, there's something here I came across. Uh, I just want to make sure I, I said it correctly. It's called a LinkedIn lead gen ad form. What, oh, what yeah. is that all about? And is that something I should pay attention to? Oh, this is so good. Um, 
what happened is originally when LinkedIn was running and, and Facebook ran into the same problem, it was like these advertisers would come on and start running ads and they would send the traffic to their landing page or their website. And then when they didn't see conversions come out of that, they came back to the platform and said, hey, LinkedIn, hey, Facebook, your traffic must not be very good because we're not getting business from it. And the platforms were like, ah, we can't control what your landing page experience looks like. So they they came out with uh, what Facebook calls uh, lead ads, LinkedIn calls lead, uh, lead gen form ads. And uh, what it is, is when someone interacts with the ad, a little drawer will slide down within the ad itself and have all the form fields embedded there. So what it allows you to do is basically skip the landing page experience and this is, I mean, it, because you're not sending to another website that's going to take a few seconds to load and someone has to look at it and see if they trust it, um, navigate any problems you have with your landing page. Instead of that, uh, LinkedIn just goes, hey, fill out the form. We'll even autofill all these fields for you oh, and wow. you can have a really, really high conversion rate. So is that something you would recommend? And do I pay a higher uh, cost per click for that? Uh, I definitely recommend it because your conversion rates are going to be 10 to 50% higher, which what that, what that also means is your cost per lead is going to be 10 to 50% lower. Um, Mm, So we, we love, we love to start our clients out on this. Like this is the first, the first thing we, we want to try because when you're just dipping your toe in the water and you're testing to find out, is this platform going to work for us? Mm -hmm. The more conversion data uh, that you have, the better of a clue you're going to get. So definitely highly recommended start there. That's great. That's also reminded me of a question I meant to ask earlier when we were talking about targeting. As we become more tightly targeted, do we pay a higher cost per click? Uh, yes. In general with social media, uh, this is especially uh, prevalent on Facebook. As you get more and more targeted, you'll see your costs go up. LinkedIn's auction attempts to work the same way, but it, it really doesn't. So what we found is the more targeted you get, the more facets that you layer on to that audience, uh, the higher LinkedIn is going to push your minimum. And so instead of bidding 515 per click, you, you'll have to bid you know, 630 or something like that. Um, but then after that, as long as you're above the minimum, it's probably not going to cost uh, you know, any appreciably more. Now, the last time I ran a LinkedIn ad, and I, I don't think I've done one this calendar year, but they had a minimum uh, campaign investment or something, but a minimum of $100 that I had to throw at my campaign. Is that still correct or has that gone up? Uh, thank goodness that's that's gone entirely. The only oh. limits you have when you, you go on and create your own account now, uh, it used to be they would charge you $5 to open an account. Now that's gone away. It's It's free. Um, you can create as many accounts as you want. Uh, and, and then when you actually go to advertise, each campaign has to have a minimum of $10 per day in budget. So at, at the very least, I mean, you could spend $10 and then shut it off and, uh, you don't have to spend any more than that. That's great. That's good to know because, uh, you know, I mean, as you said, you've got to gather data to find out what's working. There's no point in just throwing a hundred dollars or a million dollars or ten dollars for that matter if you're just totally. I don't know not not doing it uh, with a specific objective in mind. Now, uh, there are two levels of services that you offer at your company B2 Linked. 
One is account management, and the other is strategic advice and training. Let's start with uh, account management. What what would that mean if you were to manage my LinkedIn advertising account? So this is what we do 95% of the time for our clients. It's where the client says, here's our budget, take it and maximize it, get us the most bang for the buck on LinkedIn. And then we're in there every day, tweaking, testing, making changes to try to, to maximize it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend as long as you've got the resources for it. And can you speak to, I mean, just in general terms and whatever you're comfortable with, what sort of an ad budget a company should have in order to be a good fit with your agency and then how you charge for your services? Oh, sure. So the, uh, because LinkedIn ads are more expensive on a per click basis, what it means is to get enough data to actually test and make sure that it's working, it means you've got to spend more during that test. So we don't recommend, if you're targeting in North America, we don't recommend budgeting anything less than about $5,000 a month because that's the level of data where usually by the end of of spending $5,000, you have statistical significance in your conversion rate data. So that's what we look for. Uh, For us, we start at $3,000 a month for account management. So if someone came on with a $5,000 budget, we'd invoice for three and so they'd be 8K all in. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's interesting you talk about data and as I'm glad to hear that somebody in an agency position like yourself and that it's a learning process, especially initially to figure out what's working. So would you run like multiple ads against each other or headlines against each other and images? How do, how will you, how will you get the data you need, AJ? Oh, such a good question. Testing is, is, uh, is really near and dear to my heart. I can um, see testing gets you juiced up. It totally does. <laughs> I, and I love data. And I didn't used to. In, in high school, I was like, oh, math, I, I'm performing poorly here. It's okay. I'm never going to need math again after I graduate. And sure enough, like I, I do math every day and I, I actually really like it now. Uh, <laughs> but when, when we run tests, we are, we're doing what we call a multivariate test. So we're testing audiences against each other. We're also testing the types of targeting against each other because we know like job title targeting costs more than uh, like department and seniority targeting. So we want to figure out which one gives us the better quality uh, conversion mm-hmm. at the lowest cost. Um, we're also A-B testing ad messaging or ad offers against each other. And so all of that together gives us really cool data we get to, to present to the client <laughs> teach them more of their audience. That's great. And so then do you figure after, what is it, 30, 45, 60, 90, how long before you've got enough data to, to sink your teeth into and say to your client, okay, this is what's working. This is what we recommend. Yeah, it's usually within the first $1,000, we get a good idea of which audiences are going to be the most, uh, the most engaged um, and what they're going to cost. It's within about $5,000 that we know uh, which audiences and which targeting types are uh, are the most efficient to the conversion. And then, you know, if you give us three months or six months, every month we're going to learn more and then use our previous data to to help hone, you know, who we should be doing more of the targeting to and always getting a little bit more efficient. That's great. Great stuff. Now, you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but Can you give me an example of somebody you helped, where they were before they came to you, which magic wand you waved over their head, 
and what kind of results they got. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share one account because it, it doesn't necessarily make us look very good, uh, but it, it illustrates a really important point. So there was a, um, it's actually the same HR SaaS company I talked about earlier. They came to us and they were spending like you know $5,000 a month. Their ideal target audience is absolutely there, but costs were too high. They weren't getting performance. So they came and just said, AJ, we've, we've got to have your team take this over, like do what you can. And so for three months, we took their five eBooks that they had and systematically tested through them to try to figure out which one was going to convert better. And, and I thought for sure at the end of this three months, the client was just going to fire us because we couldn't get any of those, um, those eBook downloads for under like $127 per wow. and I don't know about anyone else, but $127, you know, paying an ad spend to get someone to download an ebook is like, sorry, that's yeah. probably too much, too rich for my blood. <laughs> uh, but rather than firing us, the client came and said, oh, hey, by the way, we just came out with this new offer. It's called the definitive guide to onboarding. It's for employee onboarding. Uh, see what you can do. And so we did exactly the same thing. Like we, we didn't do anything different. We you know, tested the same kind of ad copy, the same kind of imagery, and just pointed it at this new offer. And overnight, our click-through rates doubled and our conversion rates tripled. Wow. And we, you know, we, we, got, we got this, this, uh, this asset down to like $27 per conversion, which is night and day difference. Sure. And the cool thing is that particular offer lasted for a, a solid, you know, six, eight months of that same kind of performance. It was kind of like a Hey, don't fix it if it's not broken. Right. So uh, what that goes to show is really the power of your offer. But that's an example of, of uh, hmm. you know, something we've run. I'm curious just because of. I'm a content nerd. Do you think it was the design of the cover of the ebook or the title or what it was about? What do you think was the big difference? I think it's a combination of the title because something that says the definitive or the ultimate mm. guide uh, makes people feel like, ooh, this this could be really meaty. I can <laughs> dig my teeth into this. That's great. And the other one is, I mean, the, the topic of it was there's so many HR leaders out there who were having trouble with onboarding and they were just hungry for information about it. And, you know, someone coming around saying, hey, here's the ultimate guide to plugging the leaks you have in your organization. Wow. Um, I could imagine that contributed to it being a ridiculously that, high performing uh, asset. Regular viewers know that that topic's close to my heart. I published it and I have an online course called How to Hire and Keep Great People. And uh, one of the biggest topics is onboarding and how it's absolutely ignored in some places and then totally screwed up almost everywhere else. So that I can see where that would be a strong offer. Now, a lot of people might try to do this themselves, the LinkedIn advertising, but uh, you and I have talked about this a little bit previously. The interface and the platform, they're not exactly what we would call intuitive. Uh, has True. that gotten worse over time? Do you see that improving at any point? You know, it, it used to be really, really simple. But even when it was simple, there weren't very many buttons. It was still really hard. And I guess the reason for this is because LinkedIn ads cost more per click, what it means is they are higher risk of making a mistake. Because if you make a mistake, obviously it automatically becomes an expensive mistake. So uh, even back when the platform was simple, it was still hard. And now they've really followed Facebook's uh, lead and in finding all the new features that are working really well. And so they start tacking it on. And 
LinkedIn's campaign manager has really become kind of a Frankenstein where if you don't know what you're doing, like it's really easy to get lost or go, I don't know what that button is. I guess I'll press it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the risk. But you're right because the the risk of uh, making a mistake from a financial standpoint is very high. And uh, so, and you know, I've talked about this as well is that there's almost like this black granite monolith, which is linked in to its customer base. You know, who do you call? What can you find? There's, there's so many questions that I have uh, about so many different things, and it seems as though they really haven't focused on, uh, for example, they could have a great YouTube channel that explained a lot of things, but they don't. Yes. Uh, so, and I don't see that happening, but that's good for your business, isn't it, AJ? <laughs> it is. I mean, if they made it really easy, no one would want to hire us. So I guess I should be grateful that they uh, don't well, make it very intuitive. <laughs> We're running out of time here, but I wanted to learn a little bit about the LinkedIn Ad Show podcast. What uh, what kind of guests do you bring on and what might we learn there? Yeah, so it's mostly a solo show uh, where I just go deep into strategies and tactics with LinkedIn ads. Perfect. Um, I, I started it out as as like, hey, when I have new employees coming on, I want to give them a resource where I'm teaching them like a masterclass. And I release it publicly. I mean, really anyone who wants to do what we do as well as us can just listen to the podcast and oh, like, that's awesome. get everything. We don't hold it back. Uh, occasionally we will do interviews and usually it's, it's interviewing an employee at LinkedIn who's telling us about their product or giving us uh, insight into what's coming. I see. So you found a crack through the marble wall, the granite wall to, uh, to talk to people. That's great. Well, that I really yeah. like that. I really like that you're giving away that content for free because, you know, that's content marketing. That's what it's all about. Uh, that's what uh, referred to as the generous educator and sincere advocate for the success of your tribe and the trusted authority on the topic. So uh, I'm so glad to hear you're doing that. And uh, I appreciate you sharing what you know here. What we oh, are. Preach, just Frank. About, I love it. <laughs> what, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, preach, Frank. I love it. That's, uh, all three of those <laughs> okay. concepts are. Great. I'm glad I asked you because I'll, I'll pull that out as an audio snippet there. Um, okay, cool. So uh, we're wrapping up and uh, I always like to ask my guests before we sign off, is there any question that I have not asked you that I should have or something that's come to your mind that you want to share before we sign off? Ooh, I'd love to share something about like when I go to launch a new campaign on Facebook, Facebook is a really generous platform because if I don't know what I'm doing and I just click all the defaults, I'm probably not going to way overpay. I'm not going to get punished. But LinkedIn, on the other hand, if you just take what they recommend in the campaign setup process, you're probably going to end up paying three to four times more than you should. Be. Wow. Um, so yeah, the, the the big pitfalls are LinkedIn starts you bidding essentially CPM. It's like uh, they call it automated bidding, and that's the most expensive way to pay 90% of the time. And they also auto-check a box called audience expansion. And <laughs> what it does is basically says, like, hey, LinkedIn, here's the target we want to go after. And they go, cool, we're going to get some other people and shove them in there. Uh, if you're paying LinkedIn's premium pricing, I don't think it ever makes sense for them to choose audience that you didn't specifically choose. So uh, avoid those pitfalls if you're doing it yourself or talk to us and we can make sure that you get the very best performance possible. AJ Wilcox, thank you so much for joining me on Radio Free Enterprise today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Frank. Thanks again to AJ and thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying, 
I'll see you on the radio. Forgiving your entrepreneurial sins with a gentle wave of his microphone, here's Frank Filker.